0: The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return, sponsored by Narconon Ojai.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. My name is Joni Siegel, and I'm the host for this podcast. My husband, Steve, is the producer of the podcast. As a reminder, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and give us a five-star rating, or... Go to YouTube and subscribe on YouTube. I shouldn't say or, and go to YouTube and subscribe on YouTube and give our various podcasts a thumbs up. Thank you for listening. This is episode number 157, which means we are entering our fourth year of weekly podcasts. And we, while we have gotten some feedback during our four year, three years of podcasting, please feel free to contact us. Our email is simple, it's theaddictionpodcast at yahoo.com, and we have a Facebook page called The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. So please connect up with us and give us your feedback. Today I'm going to be interviewing Pamela Seafeld. Pamela is called a pharmacognosy consultant, and I will explain what that word means. Pamela is a registered pharmacist who prefers to dispense medicinal plants and other natural substances instead of prescription drugs. Pamela has more than 25 years' experience choosing and selling top-quality medicinal supplements, so she's seen it all. During the course of her studies, she took a particular interest in pharmacognosy, which is the study of medicinal plants. She has been involved in metabolic support, vitamin therapeutics, and medicinal natural products for a number of years. She insists on thorough and complete references in her work. And she puts forth a tremendous amount of time traveling within the United States and abroad to both lecture and achieve knowledge in the field of pharmacognosy. She personally researches and selects every product that they carry at Botanical Resource, which is her company. And she assures they are of the highest quality. She is compassionate about what she does and she's dedicated to her customers. She's a graduate of the University of Florida College of Pharmacy. And She has worked as an integrative pharmacist teaching physicians, pharmacists, and the general public about the proper use of botanicals. She's also a grant reviewer for NIH in Washington, D.C., and the owner of Botanical Resource and Botanical Resource Med Spa in Clearwater, Florida. Her website is www.botanicalresource.com. Let's talk to Pamela Seafeld. Pamela, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. You bring oh. a, you bring a perspective that is unique. Um, I know I said that in my last interview, but it's true. Um, we typically like to have people on the podcast who can kind of give a a different perspective on the same subject, which of course is the drug addiction epidemic, the opioid epidemic. And um, I I love having you on and hearing what you have to say.
0: Well, this is really great to be here. I'm so wonderful. I'm so happy that I'm here with
1: you. Thank you, and it's so nice we can do it remotely. We're, you know, we're keeping our social distance. It's all good. Exactly. So, how did you go? I explained um, in my intro that you are a pharmacognosist. Is that the right way to say it? Correct. Okay. And how did you how did you get there? What led you to do that? Why not just be a regular old pharmacist and distribute drugs? Why did you decide to go in a different direction?
0: Well, that's a good question. Um, I went to the University of Florida for pharmacy school. And there, and I was always interested in alternative medicine. My mother was really big into that. And when I was in pharmacy school, I started studying pharmacognosy, which is the, the science of plants. You know, two thirds of our drugs come from plants. So people that say, well, I don't believe in plant medicine, this that. Well, they're, they're they're consuming medicines, and when they consume medicines, they're from plants. So the, the origin of most of our medications is from plants. And when you keep that in perspective, you're starting to saying, okay. Um, Let's heal the body. Let's use natural products. So what I really do is I'm a a natural product pharmacist. After I studied pharmacognosy in pharmacy school, they don't really hardly teach that anymore. But the medicinal science of plants, you know, where these different pharmacological properties in plants go, and people need to realize that, you know, once you understand how pharmacy works, and we'll kind of go into that as far as pharmacology where things go. Um, you understand that pharmacognosy is really where it's at because that is the science of medicinal plants and plant chemistry. So the plants have their own unique properties and healing properties. And it's not some like wild crafted stuff because what I do is very scientific. So if people want data, they want to know more about the, the, the actual products and how they actually work in the body and what area they work on. I don't like to deal in generalized concepts, but I, I really think that people want information and they're hungry for it. And especially um, after I started doing that, I work as a regular pharmacist, but then I realized that my real passion was getting people healthy because medicines aren't going to do that
1: right so if if medicines are plant based I'm assuming that um I know that opium poppies and it has uh-huh. it has whatever effect that it has, but what I'm thinking is it are, do pharmaceutical companies um, alter the chemical makeup of plants is that why we end up with such dangerous drugs
0: well what they do is they, they look at this is what, what 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 they do as far as testing something they, they have a plant or they have a, a sea vegetable or whatever it might be and they put it through an assay, okay? So this is how they do drug discovery. So just basically, you kind of see like on the TV when you're watching the news and they'll talk about, you know, they're looking for a a virus cure or whatever it might be. And they show the little test tubes and going into there, you know, that's called an assay, a binding assay. And a binding assay is what they do. So what they do is they take a plant and... They, they, they pulverize it, they put it in some solubilizer and some alcohol and then what they do is they put it into these test tubes um, through the different things and these are all receptors. Drugs work on receptors, opiates work on receptors. A receptor is like a protein on a cell and when you put something that binds to it, it's an exact match and it changes the chemistry in the cell. So like if you take an opiate, what happens is it comes up to the, the, the receptor, it binds in, it's an exact match and it changes the chemistry in the cell. So they actually have what's called binding assays where they can check to see and then they find out what the properties are and then they'll isolate whatever's in there and then they just use that. When you do natural product pharmacy, or like homeopathic medicine is a lot of what I do, okay, medical homeopathy, you're using not just the exact components, but you're using some other components of the plant that have beneficial properties. So it's very important to realize that it's not like all or nothing with these things. And the good thing about doing natural products Is that you're not going to have the collateral damage because the side effects really aren't
1: there, right? Uh, Case in point, talking about withdrawal, changing the subject just a tiny bit. Is it the 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 withdrawal from heroin, for example, is much less traumatic than the withdrawal from methadone because methadone is synthetic and heroin has a more natural base, typically
0: exactly and so, so what you have to say is that i think i think the body just very inherently smart i mean we think we know everything about what's going on with the cells and the receptors but we really don't it's i think it's an infantile science and in a lot of things i don't know what when we're going to have this massive leap look at the dna testing now yep. i mean that's 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 changed medicine completely because now we know that your DNA either puts you predisposed to have something or not. And a lot of it's depending on what your, your environment, epigenetics, and what you're consuming and what you're taking. So when you're looking at heroin, it's a, it's a natural product. It's directly from the plant. It's going to re- result much differently in the body than a synthetic product because a synthetic product, even if it's binding to the receptor, the body inherently knows that the energetics aren't there and it, it's it's not something that it really wants to embrace
1: right but then I'm thinking and correct me if this is wrong because I could be wrong yeah. but then I'm thinking that the synthetic becomes less costly to produce
0: well that's exactly the thing I mean we're looking at it and, and this is a good case in point just talking about the, the, the situations going now we've given a lot of our medication stuff instead of like trying to Trying to cure people and use natural products to get the body back to homeostasis, we're using artificial things um, that are made in a factory, and the body—they're the, not going to always respond the same, and that's why you see a lot of these other side effects. But yeah, no, you're exactly right. You are exactly right.
1: You know, and we always talk about this on the podcast without getting into a big conspiracy thing, but you know, follow the money, and there you yes. go. But it's interesting that you you said what you just said because one of the things and i i may go all over the place here and i apologize if i get off track but one of the things I that i i realized recently is i'm not a big i'm not a big advocate of antidepressants or anti-anxiety medicines and one of the reasons why i think that there's a liability there is that because they are chemicals they react differently in different people and so you can have one individual who can Take an antidepressant, and maybe it makes them feel a little bit better. And then, on the other hand, you can have someone with no history of violence who can take an antidepressant and murder his children. And I think I think that that's kind of what you're talking about. That that because it's a chemical, the body's going to react to it differently, depending. Well, that's
0: exactly right. That's, that's, that's the reason why. I'm not even interrupt you. The reason why that's the case is that the chemical when it's binding to the receptor it it's it physically looks the same but 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 the, but the but the cells you know you have to realize these receptors I, I really think that they they can recognize one thing from the other. That's why I use partial agonists to receptors. So I'll, I'll kind of go into that for a second. So, like, say you were talking about the anxiety medicines, the benzodiazepines, right? Right. The the Ativan, the Xanax, the Valium, that kind of thing. Um, they those are widely used. And so what we're looking at, we're saying, okay, how do they work? They work on the benzodiazepine receptor. Drugs that work for anxiety and for depression and for pain the receptors for these particular um, medicines are in the brain that's why it's central nervous system that's why there's addiction because it's going into the mind right it's going right, into the brain right, they have to right. be fat soluble they're fat soluble water soluble chemicals that you come in contact with they basically go to the kidney and you urinate them out but fat soluble they stay in the body so what happens is if I have a benzo, and it's going to go to this receptor in the brain, it passes the blood-brain barrier, it goes to the receptor, it binds, it's, it's an exact match. It's in a configuration of the receptor, and when it hits onto the receptor, it changes the chemistry in the cell, and you get this very relaxed feeling, okay? But what happens is those receptors, when you get artificial stuff, they get conditioned, right? You get You get tolerance and dependence, that's what happens with all these things. Tolerance and dependence, so because the receptor, it's like it's used to being stimulated, so it wants to be stimulated. So, but what happens is the effect does not work as well, and I think it's because they're synthetic. Right. And then what's happening is it's, 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 change, it's changing the configuration to the receptor that the receptor's like, I need more of this, I have to have more. And for some reason, maybe it's, it's wanting to have the binding more exact or not exact, and maybe because it's, it's, it's not doing it correctly because it's synthetic. But then you, secondly, If you use passion flower, which I use pretty extensively to get people off benzos, passion flower hangs out on the receptor. So what it does is it kind of is on there, off there, on there, off It just kind of hangs out. So the body actually prefers that because that's why you don't get tolerance and dependence when you're using a high-quality passion flower, which I have one that's pretty inexpensive here at my pharmacy, and it it binds there, but it says prescription quality in it. So it works really good because I've tried a few different products. And when it hangs out, it's going to give you that anxiolytic effects, but it's not going to give you the addiction and the tolerance. So that's why I use a lot of this kind of stuff where I'm trying to transition people off, or they come in, they're like, I don't want to go on this medicine. They show me a prescription, I'm like, you don't need that. Let's try some other stuff. So it's important to realize that the receptors, um, they they just have this want that to be con- they, they get conditioned by being stimulated, and unless you find something that kind of occupies the receptor, that's why people have so much relapse.
1: Yep. Yep. Fascinating. And, you know, I want to just kind of make a statement for the people who are listening to the podcast. You know, there's, there's different reasons for people to go down the road of addiction. I mean, sometimes you have, you know, people who just want to experience some kind of high and it's, It's almost more of a game that gets out of control versus someone who has an actual situation. For example, and you can go down this road, pain. Pain is real. Pain has to be managed. You cannot operate with chronic pain. I'm fortunate I've never had chronic headaches except for one period of time when I was having babies, and so it was obviously a hormone thing, but to try and function with physical pain is it's really tough. So I can see why people would try pain medication, but here we're talking to Pamela Seafeld and Pamela has alternatives. Go Pamela.
0: You're so cute.
1: Um exactly.
0: Well, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's 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 the reason why we're speaking. So what I would tell people and most people really know about the so the pain receptors, these um let me explain. I am just going to kind of go into pharmacology about pain. So so we have two kinds of pain receptors and two kinds of pain in general. So we have something that works, it's centrally acting receptors, and those are like mostly the opiates and stuff, and those receptors are in the brain and in the spine. Those, those central means like in the brain. So there's centrally acting pain relievers, and there's peripherally acting pain relievers, meaning in the outside of the brain, and those are like all through the body, okay? So when you take a peripheral pain reliever, you're going to get effects in one localized area, pretty much where the pain is. And so, an example of those would be ibuprofen, um, naproxen, um, Tylenol, that kind of stuff. Those th- those things don't go into the brain. Okay, they stay out in the periphery, and they're, they're they're anti-inflammatories mostly. Okay, so so those are peripherally acting, and those work on peripheral receptors, and they really don't have pe- 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 brain pe- brain penetration. A little bit maybe, but very little. Um, the only thing that Tylenol will do when it passes a little bit of the blood brain barrier is it lowers fever very effectively. And that's what people do. And if people want to know, you know, what is a fever fever actually is pyrogens in the brain. What's a pyrogen? It's when a virus or bacteria dies because the immune system saw it, it breaks open and it releases contents. And if they get into the central nervous system, the body's like, I need to fight an infection and it releases pyrogens, um, and anti inflammatory and pay, raises up your temperature to try and kill it. So, actually, fevers aren't always bad, right? Except if they're high because your body's trying to kill that and make get rid of these pyrogens. So, that's kind of what the chronology of those events with that is. But, but in any event, so then the centrally acting would be like all these opiates and these types of stuff. Um, but also centrally acting, you have to remember, is CBD. So, there's CBD receptors, cannabis receptors, they're in the periphery and they're in the brain, and why I like that sometimes, and I'm not talking THC, I don't like pot, I don't like any of that stuff, but just CBD by itself, if somebody really wanted to use that, um, that does venture into the brain, and it does work for people that have severe pain, uh, and it's non-euphoric, and that actually would be, that's a natural plant because, you know, it's just a hemp plant, so it's not drugs. Um, and it's not going to put you prone to be wanting more drugs, but if people wanted to do that, but I'll tell you too, turmeric, if you're taking turmeric and and people know a lot about turmeric, but turmeric and Boswellia, those actually work centrally and peripherally depending on what you eat at the same time. Right. So, so if you're taking turmeric and you know what, actually I, I, I have a lot of people just making just plain root. You can yep. buy turmeric root like in the, in the health food store, and I see it at the vegetable stand. Yep. And you can make that as a decoction on the stove. You want to make sure that you have to boil it with fat. If, the, if, the, if there's no fat present, it will not remove the products that need to go into the bloodstream. This is very important to realize. If you want, and this, is, this is something I don't know if your, your, your listeners would have heard before, but if you want something to go into the brain and have a high peak in the brain, I don't care what you're taking – like, you know, say you're having walnuts, you know, you want to have like all these omega threes or, or you're taking whatever it could be, you know, the cannabis or, or you're taking the turmeric. If you don't have a sufficient fat at the time of consumption, the peak will be less into the brain than if you actually had fat present because fat has to be carrying it in.
1: Right. Right.
0: So a lot of people, this is the reason why I bring this up. Say, someone t- say, say you've talked to somebody and they have really bad pain and they tried turmeric. Oh, that didn't work for me. I can't stand that stuff. That doesn't work, right? They threw it out. Well, why didn't it work?
1: Because it wasn't in an oil base. Right. Interesting. Exactly. Interesting. It's your
0: food determines where the things peak. It's very important when you have a meal. Another example. Um, just talking about vegetables like why are you supposed to eat your vegetables you know eat your fruits and vegetables what well what's so great about vegetables well yeah they're plants okay but why are they important because they contain bioflavonoids and compounds that when they enter into the brain and they enter into the fat-soluble tissue they change the DNA expression that's why people that eat really well look different than people that don't
1: interesting you know, the other yes. thing, Pamela, that I want to highlight, and I want the people Please. listening to understand this. So she talked about two different kinds of pain. If you've got someone, I'm guessing, that has cancer, they yes. they likely could need a pain remedy that will actually go to the brain and affect the body in general. Let's contrast that with a toothache or a tooth extraction or a yes. sprained ankle, that's peripheral pain. Correct. You don't need an overall address pain in all parts of the nervous system. That's you exactly need... right. Very th- well put. And I think that's a mistake that people make because I think, and doctors as well, you are listening to The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information on the podcast or to reach out if you have a story you would like to share with us, go to our Facebook page by the same name or you can email us at theaddictionpodcast at yahoo.com or go to our website, theaddictionpodcast.com or call us at 727 314 7080. And please remember to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review. For more information on our sponsor, Narconon Ojai, visit their website at narcononojai.org. That's N-A-R-C-O-N-O-N-O-J-A-I.org. Or call 1-866-231-5924 That's 1-866-231-5924. Sometimes, the hardest thing about getting someone into recovery is getting them to agree to treatment. Bobby Newman, a certified drug counselor with 30 years experience and an over 85% success rate as an interventionist, has created a series of 12 videos that you can use right now to learn every step to get your loved one to agree to treatment. Call 1-833-918-0008 today and say the word podcast to get a 10% discount. Or go to newmaninterventions.com and type in the word podcast for a 10% discount. This service comes with a free one-hour consultation with Bobby Because they're prescribing drugs that will affect the brain and affect the whole body versus just giving you something to, so that your jaw doesn't hurt or right. your ankle doesn't hurt or your that's elbow exactly right
0: hurt. And so, so what i use here like in my pharmacy is i use like say people don't, don't want to take ibuprofen maybe they have kidney problems or whatever you got to be careful with those industrial anti-inflammatory agents they, they have a lot of side effects you can't use them over an extended period of time but normally what i do like say say i have a sprained ankle and this is right. true you want peripherally acting you don't need centrally acting for that i'm sorry exactly so, so you know get some regular ibuprofen naproxen whatever you like and I normally tell people, if you have an acute injury it 's two tablets depending on their kidney function and their age, and then they can call me at my pharmacy sometime and we'll, we'll give that information after because if they have any questions about adjusting their medications that they 're taking or anything based on their age and their kidney function, which the doctors will never tell them, I can tell them what how to take it. but like say say I sprain my ankle right what the first thing you want to do is do two capsules of Let's say 250 of naproxen or something like that, three times a day, and we're going to do this for five days straight to get the inflammation and those inflammatory cytokines and components just bottom them out. And at the same time, I normally would use either the turmeric or sometimes I use a CBD, but I have a homeopathic called chronogesic. It's from Desbio. They sell to doctors. It's not that expensive. It's pretty cheap. The little drops you put in the water and that reverses um, interleukins that are causing the pain. So if you're going to get, if you're going to deplete out the prostaglandins the interleukins all the things that are causing pain you have to realize little little cell signals and little little messengers they're called chemotactic factors and stuff they they're the ones that are making you hurt so right. if you like deplete them out it's not going to hurt and then of course don't forget that when you have swelling okay in any place like say you injure yourself and the area is starting to get swollen up you know the ice and all that stuff i get it but why is it swelling Okay, the, the, so let's just look at the chemistry. Like, why are we having swelling? We're having swelling because capillary beds have been injured and inflamed. And when capillary beds are injured, what happens is the fluid that's normally in the inside of the blood vessel, which is called intravascular goes to the extravascular space meaning the outside of the blood vessel and that leakage causes swelling so if you use quercetin it'll close up the capillary beds and the swelling's going to go away so you do two things you're like ice elevation you know everyone knows this kind of stuff yep. but you're going to use quercetin, So i'm going to say i'm going to say i'm going to pull the fluid off that area so i don't end up with cellulitis and at the same time, I'm going to do a targeted anti-inflammatory dose with a homeopathic, and just get rid of it. And then you're like, you're back to, you're back in business in a few days. That's the way to approach it. Not, let me give you some, let me give you some narcotics. Let me do Oxycontin, this. No, right.
1: no, no, no. You don't. Yeah, you don't need. Now, i I forgot the other word. So there's peripheral pain, and what was the other kind? Is it central? Centrally acting.
0: Centrally Centr- acting. Centrally pain. acting.
1: So again, listeners, if you have been prescribed some sort of pain medication for yourself or for a loved one ask your doctor is it is it is it for central pain or is it for peripheral pain and if they don't know the answer you can contact pamela and ask her yes but, but this is an important yes. point because a peripheral acting medication pain medication correct me if i'm wrong yes. isn't going to be addictive
0: correct Exactly. Because it has to go into the brain. The brain is your com- like central command, right? right? Central command for your body. Your brain's your central command. So your brain is responsive in a mental sense and in a physical sense, right. right? Physically, like the receptor, it wants it on the receptor. In a mental sense that I think I need this medicine. I think so you have psychological and physical. Right. Right. So those two are components in this in this process. So when you do centrally acting, the narcotics and the benzos and all that stuff, when you do centrally acting, what happens is the pain's still there, the inflammation's still there, but it just the signal doesn't get back up to the brain, it blocks it. Right. That's what happens. It's like it's like someone taking the switch and putting a little thing, a little little roadblock in the middle. It's still there. So you have to realize another thing: when you take an anti-inflammatory agent and N an NSAID, you're actually taking the inflammatory components down. They're bottoming out, right? Yep. You're you're depleting them out. You're, they're going to go. When you do essentially acting, the pain is not is really still there. It may be worse. You just can't feel it. Right. So it's not solving anything. It's not a solution. It's actually a hindrance to healing right. because you want the inflammatory components back. I'll give you another example. I have people, women that maybe they have an, an, uh, a pap smear that's bad. I mean, this is kind of off the track, but just so you realize. So right. I had a client of mine and I, I know how to do this because I'm like, look, it's so good pharmacology. So she's like, they have to do what's called a coposcopy where they have to take like a little like punch biopsy to check to see like if it, you know, if the cells have gone and if they don't want, you know, uterine cancer kills a lot of women. Right. So. They go in there, and it's a very painful procedure because the, the uterus, like women would have babies and it's up the cervix, that area of the cervix. What happens is there's a lot of prostaglandins. They're already there. That's why that's just that's just this area that they concentrate in, prostaglandins that cause pain, cramping, all that kind of stuff, okay? That's just that, that particular localized. So what I tell them, like, oh, yeah, well, why don't we just deplete out the prostaglandins and you're not going to hurt? And they're just look, looking at me like, what are you talking about? I, and I put them in a targeted therapy, of NSAIDs multiple days before, and after about four or five days, there's none around. It's gone. What's
1: like, an bye. NSAID? What's and they, go, an and get NSAID, a, they go get a punch
0: biopsy, and no pain.
1: Pamela, what's an NSAID? I, you lost me. Yeah, mind. I'm
0: sorry. It's, I'm sorry. I apologize. That's it's okay. a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory agent, so it's the ibuprofen, ah, it's the naproxen, okay. all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah, the prostaglandins are making it hurt, so let's just get rid of them.
1: Right, you're basically getting rid, gonna of the get rid of inflammation in the cervix. Exactly, just
0: get rid of it. Gone, bye. You know, and they come back. And they're like, "That worked." I'm like, "I told you."
1: You know, and I'm going to bring up a story I have told many times on this podcast because you are educating me, <clears> and I am understanding <throat> more. My, I broke my back when I was 18. It healed fine. I am not in chronic pain, but because of the break and because of the misshape or the uh, the wrongly shaped vertebra, the yes. vertebra below it have various hairline fractures and arthritis and what have you. So bottom line is I have a bad lower back. So I was headed to Los Angeles for the birth of my youngest grandchildren, and I picked up a 45-pound suitcase in the wrong way and heard a loud pop in my back and then had to sit on a plane for eight hours and then was in Los Angeles trying to help take care of the older grandchild and the babies and everything. Well, after about a week, I said, okay, I got to go see an orthopedist because I'm in a lot of pain. But he gave me um, the 10-day thing of steroids, prednisone, But he also gave me a prescription for one of these opiates. And I knew that all I needed was the steroids because what was causing the pain was the inflammation. There was no new injury. It was just the inflammation. And so I took the prescription for the opiates and basically tore it up and threw it away. But that's a perfect example of... Of not doing oh, yeah. a central painkiller, I didn't need that. Okay,
0: exactly. What exactly. I needed was to
1: address the inflammation, which was exactly what the steroids did. Exactly. And well, that's,
0: that's 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 what the studies show. What you're telling is the new studies show this, but they're, they're really not listening to it. The studies show that for back injuries, if you do targeted anti inflammatories with steroids right away, with you know heat, cold, whatever you know is, is yep. depending on where the injury is. They do far better and have a high rate of recovery than if you're using narcotics. Because you, remember what I told you? You're just covering it up. Narcotics don't solve the inflammatory components and the releasing of the area. And remember, these inflammatory components, they're not innocuous. Right. They are, they are damaging tissue permanently.
1: Yep. And all the opiate is, opiate is doing is covering it up so that you can then Blocking the signal.
0: That's all it's doing, yeah, blocking and- no anything, healing blocking only
1: continue to damage that part of your body That's exactly right
0: and what that happens to athletes right case oh, in point: football yeah. players and stuff yep. they start taking those things they don't you targeted anti-inflammatories and targeted steroids or whatever the case may be for that quercetin to get the fluid off the area and then they're they're chronically addicted and so that's this 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 is easily avoidable it's very avoidable
1: hear that people it's easily avoidable
0: yeah. You know. No. And 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 you know what the best part about for this whole podcast that we're doing? This isn't opinion. No. My background's pharmacology. You can you can t- you can talk to, go go call up National Institute of Health. Ask them as a pharmacologist. Go look yeah. at a lecture online. What I'm telling you is exactly the truth. It's targeted information. People need to know like exactly what's really going on peripherally and centrally. It's pretty once in a while you hear that a few times you're going to remember. What is right. what kind of pain do I have? You have a question about how to manage your pain? I can help you. I've been doing this 25 years. Um, I'm right here in Clearwater, you know, and I still work as a clinical pharmacist for hospitals. I know both. I know both very well, and, and I and it's not that, you know, pharmacy's bad and homeopathy's better. It's it's not about that because you know, in a hospital people realize that you know most of the time the pharmacist in the hospital I'm not handling drugs. We're dosing antibiotics. You know, right. we're I'm in Florida. There's a lot of elderly people when they come in, they, they need adjustments on everything. I mean, they're they're not able to clear them with their kidneys. So we just adjust and just adjust adjust you know that kind of thing. Um, so that's, it's not like someone sitting there counting pills. We, I don't think I ever touch a pill. It's, we're doing that. But it's important to realize that we want, we want to make sure that we do targeted therapy as to where the pain is because what happens is if you start having pain in a particular area and you start treating it with centrally acting agents and it's not a necessary thing to do, then you're going to really have, have a lot of issues. and and, and permanent issues because you're going to think two things, right? Addiction tolerance, that product, that, that situation there, which will, you know, impair your ability to think, your your ability to enjoy your life and make you addicted to something and make you dependent on something. And secondly, the area is
1: not healed. Long-term damage, physical damage. Yep. Yeah. So like, why would
0: you do that? Why? If when you actually know this now, why, why wouldn't you want the area to just be healed up and done? I don't know. I know I've got kind of this kind of all or nothing personality. That's just <laughs> my personality. I've always been that way. I just, you know, I, I just do what I need to do. I, I assess the situation and move on. I'm not one of these, Oh, what are we going to do? Uh, and I just say, I, I look at people I'm like, we got to get rid of this now. Yes. Like, enough. Do you want to be dealing with this for
1: years? Yes. And how many more people need to die? I mean, come on. It's crazy. How many more overdoses do we have to have? How many more parents have to lose their children? How many more children have to lose their parents? How how long do we want this to go on without looking for an alternate solution? And as far as I can see, the only time you need one of these central painkillers is if you're going to die. is if you have something like cancer that you cannot address, that is not going to get better. You're in stage four, and the whole thing then is palliative care, and you just don't want the person to be in pain. But if you're listening to this podcast and you're not in that situation, you better reevaluate what kinds of medications you're taking. Well, that's exactly, that's very well stated. And the doctors do not know what Pamela knows. They are not taught pharmacognosy. They are barely taught nutrition.
0: And, yeah, exactly. And this, this
1: is like, a, it's, a, it's a really unknown
0: science. I tell you, and, and, and I'm not just saying like, okay, you know, I'm so smart. I know so much. I've been to a lot of meetings. I'm a member of American Society of Pharmacognosy and different, just different meetings, even, even pharmacy meetings, alternative meetings. And, <clears throat> and when I go someplace, people are like, what do you do again? How do you, because I mean, I'll tell you, I, I have one thing I can tell you. I have a very good command of chemistry and the body and where things are going. I'm very analytical. I'm always, when I tell people, I'm going, do you want it solved? Or do you want me just to give you something to you know, palliate? this? Thing? It's not about that. Right. It's about solving what the problem is and moving on with your life.
1: Yep. Yep. I mean, it's right there. That's, that's the bottom line. Do you want to put a Band-Aid on a hemorrhage? Or do you want to actually find out what's causing the hemorrhage?
0: That's exactly right. I, I always tell people, I'm kind of like, well, let's go back in time. And let's see, like, what's really happening there. And when we look at, like, vascular injury or pain or anxiety, and, and I always say, and, and we all have problems. I get it. And some yep. people have different levels of anxiety. But, you know, when people come in like, oh, I'm so stressed out. Because, I mean, I, re- I meet with people for free here in my office every day. Wow. And, and people come in like, I'm so stressed. I need, I need anxiety medicine. And I'm like, and this is just my philosophy. I, you know, I look at it. I'm like, Oh, well, what is stress? Stress is having a problem that you just really don't know how to solve. Right. That's really what it is. Now, granted, there's people who have stress because there's health issues, but there's a problem in your subconscious or your conscious, your reactive mind that's trying to tell you that you need to solve this and you just really don't have the tools for it. But using chemical components to try and like, say, okay, well, I'm just going to forget about it, that's, that's probably not the best answer.
1: It doesn't make any sense. If you think, you know, I have a, a situation because my mother-in-law lives with me and she's right. dying and it's very stressful, so I'm going to solve that by changing the chemical in my brain, does that make exactly. sense to exactly.
0: you people? It's making it worse.
1: It, it, does that make sense? All that does is numb you so you can't deal with it and right. you run it, the risk it just of addiction. Pushes,
0: it kick, it, that's exactly right. So then- when that situation resolves, you have collateral damage in your own body because first of all you're not better you're actually worse yep and now you have a dependency and instead of focusing your life on the joy the beauty around you, and all these other things and and, and your purpose in life to try and help humanity and do a good job at whatever you do, whatever your mission might be because everyone's got a reason and a, a reason to be motivating themselves. You know, those, those things will go to the wayside. Cause you're going to spend all your time thinking about how you're going to get more of this stuff. Yep. Yep. It's going to take, it's take like priority over everything and look at how many people that become addicted to this stuff. Their family goes to the wayside. They lose their money. They lose their job they, because, because the priorities are moved up. This is up in top priority now. It's, right. it's not. And, and you have to realize that whatever the original problem is, it's maybe worse and compounded. So it's, it's not any better. So yep. it's, it's important to be analytical, really. Yep. Let's look at what's going on. And if anybody has any question about chemistry and addiction ever, just call my office and, and talk with me, and I'll just kind of go over like, what I would do, how I would reassess it, especially someone that's been on long-term pain medicines. Yep. You know, I can help them with some of that. Or anxiolytics. Um, there's, 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 there's tools and foods and ways you can eat it and take it so that you get this high result.
1: Right. Plus, for my listeners, a lot of those medications, you cannot cold turkey them. Correct. It it is deadly to do that, especially if you are on a higher dosage. So if you're listening and you want to come off of these medications, you have to work with someone like Pamela who can who can help you step down and put back in the nutrition that these medications have destroyed in your body, so that you can you can come off of them?
0: Well, that's that's very well put. Yeah, it's 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 it's. I'm really much my 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 thoughts are really grounded in reality. Yep. I mean, I'm not saying Bray I'm, right, I'm like the best person no, but I'm saying to you, let me tell you, reality is where it's at. So, and I'm not this like you know deliverer of hard knocks, but Let's solve where the problem is, and if you want it, then you can put your attention on something else, right, because your time is worth something, time goes fast, you know i I don't know about you, but like every single year it like whizzes by now I know i, know. I mean we're we're almost at we're i mean with the time we're taping this, we're going to be at Easter that's I mean, right. I just had Christmas that's right. <laughs> You're right. right. And before I know it, it's going to be 4th of July, and then we're back to the tax season again for the property taxes, and the same old thing goes all over again. No, seriously. No, you're right. I'm like, I'm already tax planning, and it's like I just paid taxes. So it's it's just really saying where do I – you know, I always say to people, show me where you put your attention, and I'll tell you where you'll be in 10 years.
1: Right. That's a very good point. And how much of the – excuse me for getting a little – woo-woo here but how much no, of the beauty and the creativity and the wonderfulness that is you do you want to just waste exactly how much of that do exactly. you just waste
0: you know you are a spark exactly you are you are here to do great things don't let these products destroy and rob your life yep.
1: or the life of a loved one don't do it exactly so how did they find you Pamela?
0: Okay, well, very good. So, so my, my, um, my pharmacy is an, a homeopathic pharmacy and herbals and botanicals, no legend drugs. I do not carry prescriptions here. I do not believe in that. So just to point, point that out, that's, it's, an, it's a natural product pharmacy, okay? And um, it's right. called Botanical Resource, uh, and we're in, in Fort Harrison in Clearwater, Florida, and I'll give you my phone number. It's 727-442-4955. And, of seven course, my name is seven, Pamela Seafeld. And you seven, can look up – if you put, search my name, it'll come up there as well. But I'll give you the number again, 727-442-4955. Yes. And, and the, um, I'd be greatly okay. honored to help you and your family. And I do see a lot of animals too. So if you have dogs and cats that have problems, I'm, I, don't, I don't charge for my time. And I'm, I'm telling you, vets are expensive. I, I cured my Bichon's kidney failure. Wow. And my dachshund had a herniated disc, and I got rid of that.
1: Wow. I love
0: yeah, that. with homeopathic medicine. Yeah, dogs, dogs are fine. My, my dachshund is going to be 17, and my Bijan is 14.
1: Wow. And let me see your website, which is www.botanicalresource.com.
0: Yeah.
1: Pamela. I'll be glad to
0: help anybody.
1: Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. I just I can't thank you enough.
0: No, I really appreciate it. It was wonderful to talk to you and I hope your guests learned something interesting today.
1: I hope so too. I hope a lot of you were listening to today's podcast and I hope that you understood what Pamela was talking about. She's extremely well-educated in the field of pharmacognosy, which is medicinal plants. And she has addressed... Numerous individuals who have been addri- addicted to drugs. And that's what this whole podcast is not only about addressing those who are already addicted, but also, uh, you know, prevention and ensuring that more and more people don't get addicted and don't die of overdoses. And I've had Pamela on before, and I don't remember personally understanding the difference between a painkiller that affects the chemistry of the brain, which is like a central painkiller, which frankly, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't need because I don't think we have people who are end of life. And those are the people that need a central painkiller versus a peripheral painkiller, which will address your headache or your um, sprained ankle or your tennis elbow, or some specific part of your body, that's a peripheral painkiller. And those are not, they're not gonna change the chemistry in your brain and get you addicted. So if you're listening to this and you are full on addicted, or you're not sure you're addicted, but you're taking drugs on a regular basis, I strongly recommend that you call Pamela and you talk to her about it and find out what alternative she's got. She's very gung-ho, she's very passionate about what she does and I just, I really like her and I hope that this podcast was helpful to you. A reminder, subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can give us a five-star rating, please do that. Find us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel, which is the Addiction Podcast Point of No Return, and give us thumbs up on the videos. I'm not sure if you can do a rating or if it's just a thumbs up on YouTube, but please, please get help and call Pamela if you can't think of anything else to do. Have a good one. Um, we're starting our fourth year back again next week with another interview, and talk to you then.
0: You have been listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return, sponsored by Narcanon Ojai. For more information on Narcanon Ojai, call 866-231-5924 or visit www.narcononohai.org. Narcanon is a non-12-step rehabilitation program based on the works of L. Ron Hubbard.